Hello everyone, welcome to the Laura Horn Art Podcast. This week I have a short episode for you. I'm answering a question around how do you schedule your week? And I always love hearing about this kind of stuff. I am super curious about how artists fit everything in, how you juggle your art with your business and your family life. And I thought I'd share a bit of an insight into how I am doing things right now. So this year is a little bit different for me as I am making a lot more art classes than I usually do. In fact, I'm creating a new art class every month as part of a year-long program called the Creative Blend Art Program. So if you want to find out more about that, you can head on over to laurahornart.com forward slash classes. But anyway, this has changed things for me because getting out a whole new class every month is quite a thing to undertake. And it's meant that I have needed to look at how I do things and get more organized than normal. So I'm going to run through how I generally set up and schedule my week. But in order to do that, you really need to have done some planning beforehand. And so I do want to mention that Firstly, I've become a massive planner. Like I plan, plan and plan. (laughs) You came down the other day and picked up one of my exercise books and... I was looking for a piece of paper to write on and I picked up your exercise book and I flicked through it and there wasn't an empty page in it. So I use these moleskin I think they're called Kahia, Kahia, I don't know the name of them. Let's say moleskin. I use these moleskin journals and they're really simple written journals and I have piles of them and I just pack them with notes, thoughts, ideas. And I used to separate them out. I used to have one which is for classes, one which was for podcasts, one which was for whatever, gardening or family stuff. And that never worked because I just pick up whatever book was closest to me. So now I just use one book for every single note under the sun. It's really messy and I love it that way. But anyway, so I have become a big planner and I always begin the year with an overarching yearly plan and then I do a monthly plan. You know, each month we sit down. We did it only the other day actually and I'll ask you, you know, what are you doing? When are you away? I'll look at when classes need to be ready by any client jobs that I have and just put in key dates for the month and have that sort of overarching monthly view. So I can't really do my weekly schedule without that. I do need to know what's coming up in order to be able to plan the week. So I've just done that process and I was using one of my planners actually. It's a product that's come out through Barnes & Noble. It's the Flourish & Flow Planner. So I had that open and I filled that out just the other day And I use that to guide me as I set up my week. But when I set up my week, I do use Trello. So I've always used like a combination of digital organizing tools and handwritten notes and planners and paper. I I tried to go fully digital a couple of years ago, but I still really like just scribbling things down. So what I will do is look at my monthly planner and then from that I can determine what needs to get done in that particular week. So I'll write down what those tasks are for that week at the beginning of the week. So usually I spend Monday on planning. So Monday is when I will often go to our local coffee shop get my notebook out, look at what's coming up and just sort of plot out what I need to get done that particular week. 
Monday is also a day that I like to spend on any other kind of admin. I like to ease my way into the week and just sort of have an admin day on Monday. It's kind of like getting back into the groove of the week. You know, if I have accounting stuff or um, some kind of system that I want to improve, Monday might be the day that I do that. Tuesday, I'm trying to use Tuesday for writing. So this is a new approach that I'm taking, which is to group similar tasks. So rather than just focusing on getting a newsletter out, for example, in its entirety, so writing it, adding the images, scheduling it, I'm just focusing on the writing part on Tuesday. So this is like blank document stuff, Word document. And I got this tip from somewhere. I can't remember where, but it's basically about not context switching. So not changing up your tasks too much. So rather than, you know, spending a day where you take photographs, you write, you schedule, you do all of the things, you just focus on one main skill, I guess. I've been doing this and it does help. I find that I can get through stuff quicker if I'm just doing it on a blank document. So just write out my newsletter, Instagram captions, podcast show notes, those sorts of things. Um, So my planning on Monday sort of leads into more of a writing day on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I have dedicated to creative work. And that can be filming classes, recording a podcast or something like that, getting some kind of creative content made. One thing that's different this year is that I'm not worrying so much about having time for personal creative work. I'm focusing mainly on creative work that fits in with the business. So my painting more than likely will be filmed to create a class. It has like a double purpose. Um, I grappled with this for a while. I always thought that I needed to have sort of personal creative work, um, something that wasn't tied to making classes or making a blog post. The reality for me this year is I just don't have time. I don't have time for for that kind of work. Everything that I do these days kind of leans into something else. So it's it, it has a purpose within the business. The thing that is making that enjoyable is that everything that I'm doing is something that I really want to do. These are all projects that I chose at the beginning of the year, like creating this big 12-month e-course, something I really wanted to do. When I say yes to any kind of licensing project, it's something that I really want to do. But the added bonus is that it has a deadline. It, It makes me do it. And I have recently reflected on this and realized the value of joyful projects that have a deadline. This is a little phrase that's been going through my head When things come in, I'm like, would this be fun to do? Would this be a joyful project? Does it have a deadline? Then when it does, it means it's something that I will actually do. And it's it's helping me to do more painting and have um, more creative time. Even the art that you do for yourself is kind of based around the monthly classes. So you'll practice what you want to teach. So you'll go to the studio, nobody's allowed in, music on, off you go, and then you're just flowing in your creative juices. And you're coming home with paint under your nails and, you know, messy hair, even though you're being directed to paint by the monthly class, you're still having that fun, creative freedom. 
Yeah, and that's what I really wanted this year. I wanted that synergy where whatever it is that I was interested in or passionate about could then become a class or something like that. But what was driving it wasn't the class. It's hard to explain, but basically I would find something joyful to work on and then it would naturally evolve from that enthusiasm into a class or something that's beneficial for the business. So it doesn't feel like a burden. It feels like a natural process that you go through. And this year that's been happening. This year I think about what would be fun, what would my audience enjoy, but what would also be enjoyable to me? What do I need to get done? I start from that place and then we put the the cameras on and we record it. And it's a bit different from sitting down and like really planning out a class. So it sort of has a different flow. Just to get through the through the week, can't remember where I was up to. Oh yeah, Wednesday, I think I do this sort of more creative work. Thursday, I'm working on scheduling stuff and getting stuff out. So I'm basically taking the things that we've done, like, you know, the captions I've written or the blog posts and scheduling them either in a social media scheduler or in Flowdesk where I send out my newsletters. So that's the day when I actually pull things together. So it's kind of like an editing and scheduling day. And then Friday is another creative day for painting, creating classes, podcasts, interviews, those sorts of things. So I'm trying this out at the moment and finding that it is a way of being more productive. But I do like to bounce a little bit. I've always enjoyed days where I get out and about rather than just sitting down and like writing all day long. So those days are days where I might, you know, go to the coffee shop or do a little bit of grocery shopping and kind of fit in some other things around the tasks so that I'm not just sitting down at my computer and writing all day because that's pretty intense. So what else do I want to say about my schedule? So I usually will start my day with an hour or so of admin. So that's just checking in on things. And I like to do that first thing in the morning because if I don't do that first thing in the morning, it doesn't happen. I'm not very good at doing emails in the afternoon or the evening. I just get tired. It seems like it would be a good job to do in the evening because it's not really a a high energy job. You know, answering emails isn't your highest creative work. But when I get to the end of the day, I just, I don't know, I think I I don't think I was nice at the end of the day. (laughs) The emails would be a lot shorter. (laughs) Like in the morning I wake up and I'm like super accommodating and like I'm keen and I'm like, I've got my coffee and I'm like, yeah, you know, I can do that, sort that, fix that. Yep, yep, yep. By the end of the day, I'm like, eh. The world isn't (laughs) as awesome as it was this morning. So I feel like it's important from a customer service point of view for me to do my emails in the morning. (laughs) From a business point of view. (laughs) So I try and do that. And I also try and do it just to keep on top of stuff. You know, I've found that if I leave my emails, it just, they build up and I, I try and actually have a pretty clean inbox um, each day. It really helps my state of mind. I can't work with a jumble of a million things. Um, I use an app called SaneBox, which sorts my inbox, which is incredible. It just puts everything into folders for you automatically. It's like a fairy in your inbox. I think that's how I've described it before. But if you have a big inbox that gets a lot of stuff in it, which mine is, this app sorts things out so that all your receipts go into a folder. 
anything from Teachable, which is the online class platform that I use, goes into a separate folder. Any newsletters go into a folder. It also sort of figures out what could be dealt with later, just based on your prior use. So the more you use it, obviously, the better it gets at understanding your emails. Only what's really important goes in your inbox. And so that's really helpful to me. Um, so I spend you know, an hour or so just doing emails. If I have time, I try and pop into like Facebook groups and things from time to time. I don't do that every morning, probably more like only once a week or twice a week. And then I'll just settle in on what is the job for today. And one of the most helpful time management tips or philosophies for me still remains like, what is the one thing that you want to get done today? I start to get confused (laughs) as soon as you add in like two or three. In fact, that happened today. What I try and do when I'm getting flustered is just go, okay, what is it that you want to get done today? And at the end of the day, you'd feel satisfied with. That could be, you know, filming a class, recording podcasts, getting a newsletter written. And I find that I just don't get that much done in a day. Sometimes it will just be, I got a newsletter written today. And, and I just have to be comfortable with the slow snail-like approach <laughs> that yeah. I have with things. <laughs> but a newsletter can be a big ticket item, you mm. know, like it's, yeah. it's a good thing to get done in a day. Yeah, and, but it's better to get one thing done. Finished. And finished than to have five things that you're just sort of like. On the go. On the go. So I, I do remind myself of that. I try and just get something done to a pretty good level of completion each day. That single sort of focus has helped a lot. And especially when your art business or your creative business or your life in general is just really busy, that can be a good way to cut through the noise and get down to, you know, what is important about today. So just to get back to, I guess, the daily schedule, you know, if I'm going through my emails and just sort of getting clear on what that one thing is during 9 to 10, sometimes 10.30, generally then I'll have a little bit of a break and then I'll settle into some solid creative work. And I will usually break up my day into sort of time blocks, but I work in pretty big blocks of time. I tried techniques like the Pomodoro technique where you work, I, don't, I actually don't know the time frame, but it's like you work 25 minutes and then you have a five minute break. Or, you tried that. I tried something <laughs> like that. Like, what do you do? Like, that just does not work for me. Like, when I work, you. when I work, I'm like intense about it. Unhealthy too. <laughs> but I can be like that as well. Yeah. So, I like, I'll go in and work for an hour and a half or so on something and then get up, maybe walk around. And when I'm at home, I do do a lot of little house chores in my day. Sometimes that can be to my detriment, but I think it's quite good for just getting yourself moving, especially for someone like me who can be pretty intense at anything that they start to do. I can go very deep and for a very long time. So, you know, I will quite often put the laundry on because I know how long the laundry cycle is and that's a good amount of time to work without moving. So if I put it on for an hour when it dings, then I know that it's a good time to maybe get up, move around. So that that's how I set my day. <laughs> that's my artist tip for you. Well, I just I would just like to say that sometimes the laundry does get overflowing. So this isn't something Laura sticks to. 
all the time. No, these are on my home days. I'm not always at home. I can't do this at the studio, but at home I will set laundry to sort of help me with my tasks. Uh, And then I usually will have have a lunch break and then if I am going to shift into something different, then that might be a sort of natural point to sort of change into a different type of task. But otherwise I'll just carry on with what I'm doing because most things take me a long time so it could be all day that I spend on one thing and then because I do work from home quite a bit my day ends quite early uh, the kids are home by 3 30 4 o'clock and I try and wrap things up at that point this year things have been quite busy and I have needed to do work after that so what I will do is sort of settle the kids have a chat to them and then try and grab like another hour or two before dinner. Um, so I might work again from like 4.30 till 6.30 in order to be able to fit a little bit more in because that's not a very long day. So that enables me to have a little bit more of a normal working day where I can, you know, get seven hours or so of work done in a day. That started out really well, but uh, I think the last couple of months you were up until... 12 o'clock, one o'clock working. And I was, I had to kind of put my foot down and say, you need to come to bed before 11 o'clock. Yeah, we have had a lot more deadlines this year and that has forced me to do a little bit more work late at night than what I would like to do. And some of it hasn't been deadlines. Some of it has just been my desire to learn new things can just take me down rabbit holes and, and, And sometimes I need someone to say, stop. And what I was finding was that I would get really excited about something, something new that I could do and I'd be researching it or watching YouTube or whatever. And then when I go to go to bed, I can't sleep. Like I get that pumped up that I'm either planning my next class or painting a painting in my mind and I can't sleep. Like it's You'd get out of bed. And, and I come to bed and I'm like so jacked up. <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> this has been a real problem lately. You would wake me up <laughs> at like one o'clock in the morning to talk to me. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my God, I've got, you won't believe this. <laughs> I, I've got a great idea. And so oh, this was. You, this must, you must get into bed. <laughs> you, you must get into bed, look over and, and say to yourself, he moved. He's awake. I do. And. <laughs> So this got a bit out of control and then we realised that I do need to rest. rest and switch off. So we have to recruit our daughter who comes in and watches Netflix with me just to yes. help me unwind. So we're still watching Mad Men. I think we might have mentioned that six months ago, but we have been watching. I've seen it before, but we're re-watching it. Um, I really like Mad Men actually because it has a lot of really cool abstract art in the set, um, in the different scenes. So I've been enjoying that side of re-watching it. Yeah, that helps me to unwind if I sort of switch off at around 8.30 till 10.30 and just watch a bit of Netflix and chat and try not to work during that time because it affects my sleep, which then affects the next day, which then affects everybody. Yes, it affects all of us. (laughs) 
Um, so that's something that I'm trying to do. And with the weekends as well, a little bit of work has seeped into weekends, but we've always worked a bit always. on weekends. I've always worked you, weekends. You in particular. I personally really prefer to have weekends off. Like that's my preference. You don't seem to mind. You know, for you, days of the week isn't that important to you. You're like, whatever, whenever needs to be done, whenever, what, what day. Yeah, I like to work Saturdays. Sundays is a really good day for me. I think for me, because I think a lot during the week, and I'm quite buzzy <laughs> that my brain just needs a break on the weekends from myself. <laughs> what do you like? I, I just <laughs> because I think a lot during the week. Oh, <laughs> I, I do, <laughs> as opposed to you, who doesn't think <laughs> at all. <laughs> I just oh I feel my like because I think a lot no, during the week. I think the business is very full on. Like there's a lot going on. It is on. crazy. And there's a lot of messages coming in and Good stuff crazy, that though. needs to be sorted out. And and so my week is quite intense and I just feel like on the weekend I need to switch off. And for me it's just a nice line in the sand, you know, sort of Friday night to to Sunday night. And that's when I do gardening or shopping or I catch up with the kids. And it also means that if the kids want to do stuff then it's – not a problem to me or if they want sleepovers, you know, our daughter's getting to the age where, you know, she wants to have five friends over and they want to listen to music all night. And if I had a lot of work to do, then that would impact me and I might get grumpy, but because I'm like not doing anything, it doesn't really matter. So it, it means I can be a lot more, a lot more chill. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think when I'm working, I go into work mode Work mode is something that's better kept during the week when the kids are at school. <laughs> <laughs> work, your work mode is better kept secret yeah, so people can't kept. see how crazy you are. That's right. And like, I don't want people who pop in on the weekends to see me psycho in that mode. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> so on the weekends, I, I like it's like I have a double life. life. <laughs> Like a different identity. That's the truth. <laughs> For the weekends, I'm like, oh, such the it's truth. like it gets to Friday, and I just like take oh. off, take off the like Laura's obsessive work mode, yeah. and I just put on like floaty in the garden. <sighs> Let's hang out mode for and the weekend. Yeah, and, but everybody has to stop what they're doing because now it's Laura's turn, you know, <laughs> take me to dinner. Let's do this. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. It's called, it's called boundaries. Yes. It's, yeah. It's called bipolar. That's what it's called. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, what else do I want to say about, about my schedule? I just wanted to touch on a couple of things that are very helpful. And I think having good rhythms at home helps with your schedule a lot. For us, you know, we do have quite clear roles. So just to give an example, because this might be interesting to people, you take care of the mornings. So you get up in the morning, you make sure the kids are at, go to school, you organise lunches, breakfast. And I take care of the evening. So I cook dinner and we are at the moment we're using HelloFresh again for, for we have been for a couple of months because we ordered that because because I knew that this would be a particularly busy year. 
And that was one of the ways of recognizing that early and it's made it manageable. Like we haven't felt stressed this year. We've just been, we've just been plodding along, plodding along mm. with, you know, it's been a juicy, good, creative year of work. Yeah. But there are things that we have done to ensure that it didn't become something that felt overwhelming. Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny, like you said, like I do the mornings, like I am not a morning person. The fact that I have these tasks that I need to get done. I love tasks. I love things to do. Getting out of bed is easy for me now because, you know, I have to get up. I have to get my stuff done because once I'm up, I'm ready to go. And for me, doing the evenings is good because I need to unwind and actually cooking dinner and getting that ready and then that progresses into doing the dishes and our daughter helps with the dishes, mm -hmm. which is great. And then we tend to watch a show. So for me, that's a good way to unwind. So it's it's worked well for us to have that rhythm in our home as well as having the schedule that we try and use during the working week. So on that note, and speaking of rhythms and routines, it's actually time to pick up our son from school. So it's time to wrap this podcast. I just wanted to finish off by summarising the things that I feel really help when it comes to scheduling your week. And I do have like a little list here. Of course you <laughs> do. Of of lists. Um, so I'll just, um, I'll just read them out. <laughs> Planning and good systems. Joyful projects with deadlines, clear purpose and prioritisation yearly, weekly and daily, and willingness to give things up to make space for what you really want and boundaries that support your well-being. So I think that sums up everything that we talked about in this week's episode. That's it for us. I hope that you enjoyed it and that you'll join us again next time.